0: Why Though, a periodic discussion with guests from around the But Why Though writing community brought together under one roof to discuss the latest happenings in nerd pop culture. My name is Kate, and you are tuned in to episode 15. I am here with Adrian.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: And Catherine. Oh, hi. And Aaron is not here, and thus nobody gets snazzy intros because I'm not that creative. I, use, I used all the creative juice coming up with But Why Though, and it it's hasn't come back um <laughs> and i do want to give a huge warm welcome to katherine she is a new writer at the site in film and games uh katherine say hi 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 everyone thank you for having yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> and now she's on a podcast um This week, we are going to be talking about some news that caught our eye. First, the Mandalorian trailer for season three, and then we'll be talking about The Legend of Vox Machina musical. Our main topic this week is going to be on trailers, the line of it all, the trailers for the trailers, and the trailer culture in general. So let's dive into (laughs) trailers uh, since we last recorded, Uh, and we're going to start with The Mandalorian season three. It's going to start streaming on Disney Plus March 1st, and the news that we got with it is that the directors will include Lee Isaac Chung, who directed Minari, Rachel Morrison, who is a cinematographer on Black Panther, Peter, like, the illustrious Peter Ramsey, I will say, who did Into the Spider-Verse and Rise of the Guardians, which is a very underrated movie, Carl Weathers, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Rick uh, Famuyiwa. And I am excited, guys. How do you all feel?
2: It looked cool. I'm excited for it. Like I it's been a while since I watched The Mandalorian. I don't know when the last season aired, but it feels so long. And I kinda forgot how it's so long. But I'm stoked for it.
1: Uh yeah, I mean I'm obviously uh, excited to, to no one's surprise. When they showed like the first teaser, uh well it was basically like this trailer with a couple of extra scenes at uh, Star Wars celebration. It's like the only time in my life that I've been happy that I'm watching a trailer, uh, as you'll hear <laughs> in the rest of this this podcast. But yeah, it, it looks great. They're they're giving a lot of the things that that people want. You know, more Mandalorians, uh, more more Kreese family stuff. You know, there was some more Mandalorian Jedi things in there somewhere. So I'm, I'm psyched and I'm ready and I can't wait to see Pedro Pascal for like the next four months just in my life being a dad
0: i I just like that Pedro Pascal's taken over TV. like all yeah t v he's yeah. taken it it's all his, and i'm I'm happy of it, and he's just a big old deal and that's yeah. it that, that should have, um, <laughs> Pedro
1: Pascal should have been the topic for this week i think
0: yeah that that is that is Very what it fair. should be the many phases of pedro um i I'm really excited um I think what made me more excited were the directors attached to everything. I didn't finish the Mandalorian season two, and that's just because I hit the space where like online discourse ruined it for me and i was like i'm gonna come back once this is washed from my brain so i'm gonna binge that into mandalorian season three because the trait what i liked about the trailer was that there was more of omid abdahi's character um and that guy is just like outside of everything like he's just a really cool guy i gotta meet him at south by 2019 and i'm just happy for him just happy so I'm 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 excited for more Mandalorian, and I think it's probably like my favorite Star Wars thing that like keeps coming out compared to some of the other stuff. So
1: yeah, it's showing up everywhere. We even got him in the book of Boba Fett. You know, it's basically Mando two point five essentially.
0: <laughs> oh no!
1: You know, did they lied to us? They lied to us there Poor too. Poor
0: Robert Rodriguez? <laughs> <laughs> um, the next part, Adrian, I will let you go into. Yeah. Uh, Vox Machina musical. Yeah.
1: So this is just my selfish plug and way to talk about the legend of Vox Machina to our listeners who might not be familiar. Uh, Critical roles, D&D campaign, animated, adult animated on Prime Video. You haven't seen it. Uh, there's a great musical recap that can really get you caught up and really kind of hits all of like the, the kind of big points. But it's like a musical because Sam Regal is a bard in the show. So he does a lot of the musical numbers, a lot of the musical advertisements and I think it's the best way I've ever seen the show recapped because I knew what was going to happen. But even the song is catchy, and I'm sure they'll be, they'll have people singing it around the the country, whatever they go to their next you know big event. Um, and I just think more people should do them because we talk about how musicals matter in the OG podcast back in the day, and this is just my opportunity to talk about how well they do it here. I have also you guys just seen it?
0: like I I have because you posted it.
2: Yeah, I didn't know anything about it until. You mentioned it, and I was like, What is this? And then my first reaction was like, Oh, this is this goes hard, this is great, this is fantastic. And then recap, yeah. just
1: so I, I, think, it, I think it also kind of works as like a trailer to the series, too. Like, if you don't want to yeah. go back and watch yeah. 12 episodes, I mean, you get the gist of what's going on, and you can really kind of jump into the, the second season that is, would have um, come out last Friday uh, at the time that this yeah. comes out. But, so the funny
0: thing is, is when we were prepping for this podcast, I was like, I don't know what this is, and then you described it. I was like, Oh yeah, I watched that when you <laughs> dropped it in the Discord, Discord.dg slash. But why though? Come join us. Um, I I just like it when anything D anD D takes advantage of bards because bards are great and they deserve all the love. So
1: yeah, it's 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 a great way to do the recap, and I think because you know. You know, spoiler light here, they, they do this in the trailer and they, they've talked about it, Um, even in our interview that's on YouTube, uh, about how they kind of just jump right into, like, the first episode. There's no recap episode. It's not like your kind of first episode of season two of, like, an anime or something where they kind of give you everything all back over again. No, you get jumped yeah. right into it. So it's great to kind of just jump right back into the thing without having to go back and remember everything that happened, you know, 12 episodes ago.
0: I think that is a perfect segue into talking about trailers, because you said a line, showed it in the trailer, and that means so many things now. (laughs) So now it's time to get into our topic of the week, and a topic that I'm sure will not only divide the opinions of our listeners, but hopefully our guests too. Today we're diving into trailer culture, the business behind it, and we give our opinions on whether we love it or if it's just gotten out of hand. So the backstory on how we landed on this topic was back in December, Variety released an article about a couple of fans suing yesterday, or I guess Universal Pictures, uh, for the film yesterday, which featured Ana de Armas in the trailer, but then she was nowhere to be found. Pull quote from this, two Ana de Armas fans filed a lawsuit in January alleging that they had rented the movie after seeing de Armas in the trailer only to discover that she was cut out of the final film. Universal sought to throw out the lawsuit arguing that movie trailers are entitled to broad protection under the First Amendment. The studio's lawyers argued that a trailer is an artistic, expressive work that tells a three-minute story conveying the theme of the movie and should thus be considered non-commercial speech. But, Wilson rejected the argument, finding that the trailer is commercial speech and is subject to the California false advertising law and state's unfair competition law. To quote, Universal is correct that trailers involve some creativity and editorial decision, but this creativity does not outweigh the commercial nature of a trailer, Wilson wrote. At its core, a trailer is an advertisement designed to sell a movie by providing customers with a preview of that movie. Given that... I'm going to be posing three questions to our wonderful guests about trailers and trailer culture. The first is what are your thoughts on trailers and the deceptive nature that's been happening with them? The second is, are there too many trailers in general? And the third is, have has trailer content and culture just gotten out of control? Um, so yeah, guys, do you all think trailers are promising too much and
2: maybe not enough or I don't know. Where do y'all fall on this stuff? We can start with Catherine. It seems like, and I've been out of the loop for a minute with trailers and also precursor as well. I've never really been one to like seek out trailers and watch trailers either. I'm just not that demographic for some reason. (laughs) Um, But it seems like that lately within the last two, three years, it just, they have been getting worse and they're longer. There's too much information. And I don't know if that's because of like how we've, moved in terms of how we're viewing media and content and if we're if the reason behind that is because we're like wanting that in one bite and then like later on like going further with information yeah that's just my thought on that but yes it's too long And it's too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I think
1: it's I think it's too much. And then we're also just like in this period for whatever reason where we just get like a lot of reshoots when things happen. You know, there was also the pandemic, I'm sure, is is also to, to, to blame for some of these reshoots more recently. But they just like straight up lie sometimes. Like you just lied to me and told me that this was going to be a big part of the movie or the movie is going to have this tone. And then you just didn't do it. And I think it's just also perpetuated by like, trailer culture as a as a whole where people are like, Oh, I'm only gonna watch sports ball so I can see the three minute Mandalorian trailer. And then they go and post all of like the stills and things on that and like a three minute trailer for a series that's you know X amount of hours. That's like a pretty good portion of some of these movies these days. And I just it it, for movies that I know that I'm going to see in person, I'm not gonna watch the trailer for. I'm just not gonna do it.
0: It's been really weird because like I've been really I don't want to say pro trailer, but like I've understood trailers because I know at a certain extent, and I think this like lasts I'd say probably five years, I feel like it is just more money to go to the movie theater now. And so it's kind of like, okay, if I don't if it's not a movie that I know I'm going to see, I kind of need to make up my mind. How do I make up my mind? Do I make it up by just like the poster? That's what I do most of the time, <laughs> and like whoever's in it. Um, or do I watch the trailer to see if it's gonna be something that I'm gonna vibe with? And while I understand that, I also feel that like when you add in the fake content area, that's how I side on. The- I side on the side of the 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 Ana de Armas stands in that if you pay money to get a thing. And then you're given a different thing. Purposefully, then that's a little like I wouldn't have, wouldn't have sued anybody, but deceptive marketing is still deceptive marketing at the end of the day. And so I'm starting to feel like now I avoid trailers, and I'm kind of I'm I am now the demographic that does wants nothing to do with trailers. Like I really want to see the new Shyamalan movie. I ha- my mom does not pay for no ads on Peacock and it keeps coming up and I'm very sad because I have to mute my computer and try not to you know to see anything because I think Shyamalan's a good example where like that is a filmmaker who is dependent on twists which means you can see too much in the trailer or they'll completely fake you out and I I do want to ask do you all think that there's a difference between maybe doing something deceptive like including an actor that's been cut out of the film into a trailer versus something like Infinity War where we saw entire scenes, but stuff was either completely edited out, like um, people were hidden. Actually, I think the Spider-Man Hulk No Way being... Home's better.
1: Yeah, yeah well, the no, Hulk. No, yeah, even Infinity yeah. War's a pretty good one because even like the Hulk, they have like that scene of all of them running, and but in the movies yeah. and the Hulkbuster. That's exactly pretty, you know, deceptive. I think that's less egregious than... You know, not getting cut out of the movie, then so being on the advertisement. I think that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. The and other so, one just makes me. The other one is just more annoying to me. The other one is yeah. like stealing money from somebody. Basically, it feels like. Yeah.
0: So are are you all still annoyed when it's like plot diversions? too?
1: Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I think for, for where I come from on this, I think if I were to experience that moment in the movie theater. Would it – or like the first time watching it, not even at the movie theater because so much stuff is streaming these days, right? But like if I were to watch it without seeing a trailer, would it have been more impactful? And I think if the Mm -hmm. answer is yes, you don't put it in your trailer. You leave it to something else. Don't ruin all of the jokes. Don't like ruin the big moments. Just keep them in there and don't you know give a spoiler away in in, in my Shyamalan movie. Or like make me think that, oh, there's no way that that's the twist, but then it's actually the twist or something. Like that's just annoying.
2: Yeah. What about you, Catherine? I kind of feel the same way, like, it, that if I'm watching a trailer where I'm seeing something as, like, a preview and then, like, I'm getting a different result when I'm watching the whole entire thing, for me it's, like, I, I don't really get burnt by spoilers, honestly, which is yeah. really weird. <laughs> for me it's, like, typically about the journey to that moment. Like, if something yeah. pivotal happens of, like, this character dies or, like, there's this really important, like, scene – um, it would suck to know but for me it's like how does that translate when I'm watching like the build up to that moment to me that's kind of what mm. what it is um, more so than like the actual spoiler itself but in the trailer sense where it's actually being shown to you I think that does kind of ruin it because you kind of already can anticipate it so say like the scene you're building up to that scene the, the trailer is gonna happen it kind of does take away that like I don't know the innocence of it for the first time might be yeah yeah
0: Oh, I agree. I guess I think like the best example of that is um, Han coming back in that Fast and the Furious trailer. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know if you watched Fast and the Furious, Catherine. Oh, either. my God.
2: I want to because it just sounds so ridiculous. And all the trailers are absolutely ridiculous. But I have, have I gone there yet? No, but I think about it a lot.
1: Yeah. I'm just like, imagine, imagine if the entire planet saw Han show up in theaters like yeah. that's a for Fast and the Furious people that's that's cap grabbing the <laughs> hammer stuff, you know, and they just blew it in the trailer for no reason for a movie that you know prints money. Like no yeah. no one needs a trailer for the next Fast and the Furious movie because you know what what's going to be in it. And I say this as a Fast and the Furious fan. I don't need a trailer for it. Don't blow the moments there, or don't do Godzilla and like those kind of movies that like kill off the person that you're going to oh, think that the movie's about yeah. for so long. Especially when you have this many trailers coming out, which I think is kind of like our next point here. When you have so many and you advertise it that many times and then you cut, then you kill Brian Cranston in the first 10 minutes of the movie. So the movie's there been were out like, for like 10 years. Like Brian
0: Cranston was like everywhere in the Godzilla marketing. In the, and, and
1: then he's not even in the movie or even in the franchise anymore. And it's just crazy. What was there reason for that? Like why did they cut him out? No one knows. They,
2: they, 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 no, just the story. They just killed yeah. The they Molotov. just killed them in like the mm, first like right at the sequence the of the
1: movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <Well>. <laughs> your face. I, I wish <laughs> listeners could see your face. <laughs> like okay, there.
2: <laughs> to me, trailers and previews serve more as like, like almost the, the synopsis at the back of the book.
0: Yeah, and I'm just like,
2: okay, cool. Then I'm just like, That's I move on. Um yeah, and that, I, that makes sense. Yeah, and I don't like look at more like when they start rolling out like f- the fifth trailer with like maybe one added scene. To me, that doesn't really serve me a purpose. So I'm like, okay, cool. It's just like a little bit more of like a blurb, but it doesn't change yeah. my perspective or my stance on wanting to go see the movie or film, or play the game. It just it's just extra.
0: Yeah. yeah, no that 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 makes sense, and that's a really good segue into. So let's see. How many trailers do we get? We get the teaser trailer to the teaser trailer, which is like watch football on this night. And we will show you this trailer on this day. Flash of a poster. And then you get the teaser trailer, which is like the teaser trailers are like 90 seconds now, which is not a teaser. That is, that is, that is a trailer. People 45
1: them. seconds. I think you got 45 seconds to, <laughs> yeah. for a teaser.
0: and then you have the full trailer. And then you have, like, the second full trailer. And then if you're an R-rated movie, you have the Red Band trailer that goes on YouTube. um, And then you have, like, the countdowns with, like, featurettes and, like, people talking about it. And, like, whole scenes. Like, I have decided that if you show more than three minutes of your movie before it comes out, I'm automatically going to think that your movie is bad. Because <laughs> why else are you showing me whole scenes of your movie? Um, and then there's, like, trailer- trailers that come out, like, two weeks after it's been in theaters, and it's just full of spoilers. Like, to 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 your point, Catherine, where you said kind of, like, all of it's just kind of filler. Like, you've already kind of, like, made up your mind and thought about it.
2: Um, like, how do you pluck any of that out? <laughs> like, that's a lot. I just don't, like, <laughs> search for it. So that's kind of where yeah. I guess, like where I'm coming from is I don't seek it out. Like if I, So, yeah. like, for example, like, when, uh, for games, at least, in, in the same facet as, like, film as well. Because games are getting really close to film. They are kind, kind of are, which is, yeah. I guess, a different discussion. <laughs> 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 but, but they do that, too, where they're like, oh, here's, like, at a, like, uh, a game awards or whatever, they'll, like, announce, like, a, a trailer. But it's, like, a little bit of a teaser where they show you, like, yeah. kind of the characters may reveal something, but no gameplay, no date, what have you. So I think they kind of fall in line in the same way that film does where it's just a little bit and then next time. Um, I kind of think that kind of like approach to showcasing a title is kind of like tied to like a hype situation where they're just trying to hype it up
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and also serves like a reminder. Almost like how I thought of it was like, it's like a cat that I own. and It's just like meowing me all the time. I'm like, hey, I know you're there. (laughs) I know you exist. I care about you. I love you. I'm going to feed you. I know when (laughs) when it is. And I think trailers kind of do that same thing where they're like reminding people constantly, like it's going to come out, it's going to come out. And I think maybe it's like them trying to retain viewers or demographics of people because there's like a lot of things now coming out, a lot of streaming services. And maybe it serves some purpose there for them as well. Shrug. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) What about you, Adrian? Where where are you in? Well, I I assume well, I know where you are on the number <laughs> of trailers. Yeah,
1: it's too many. It's too many. Uh, I feel like sometimes like when Netflix is like recommending me stuff, and then we'll sit there and we'll watch it, and we're like, did I just watch the movie? Yeah. Did I just watch the movie with this one trailer? Um. Yeah. So I think that there are definitely like too many, but I think it it, it comes from. Cause I'm trying to think like why why do you need that many? And I, I imagine it's just like so people on Twitter and the internet can you know, have discussions about what was in this other one. Uh, like, yeah. there's some that, that one guy who's going to show up in in, uh, in Ant-Man. I was like, well, well, that's why. Memes. Yeah. It's for that, the memes. It's for the memes, and it's for, like, the, the internet discussion, which I hate, which is hard to avoid when you're just going through Twitter and then someone's, like, yeah. posting stuff without any, like, which is no context of of the thing. So even, even if I'm not seeking out trailers, I'm just, like, inundated with just <laughs> if I'm not watching a trailer, I'm probably seeing still from somewhere, um, yeah. which I think is what they want because they want people talking about it. They want the impressions and things like that. And if you do more trailers with more stuff in it, people have more to talk about after.
0: Which I guess like from this current model, like how much do you think is them actively marketing kind of like you said, Catherine, like the cat meowing to remind you that it's alive and in need of your attention? And then, like, the the content... I I would say the content creator bit, to to your point, Adrian, of, like, okay, well, these aren't just trailers going into, like, people's brains. It's now something that will be memed. There will be YouTube reactions to it. People will stream them. Um, Do you think that, like... Is it a cycle? Is one arm more important than the other? Like, how do you think people are how do we feed into it and how do companies expect us to kind of like contribute to it? I guess. Does that make sense? Does that yeah. Make I,
1: sense? I think, I mean, <laughs> I think, I think it's more so just cause they know it's going to work the marketing wise. I mean, if they just stopped doing the trailers like that, then there wouldn't be all of these discussions happening and they wouldn't see the need to keep doing them as often. Yeah. So I think it's definitely more the kind of content, the internet kind of being everywhere piece and there's going to, always going to be some subsection of the internet who's diehard trailer. Let me go yeah. frame by frame by frame by frame. And if you have more trailers to do that with, of course we are going to keep. Literally them out.
0: every Marvel fan, like any like Marvel yeah. content creator, yeah, yeah. is just like here are twenty videos
2: about the one trailer yeah. <laughs>
0: where I dissect each frame. I
2: actually so for the Mandalorian's uh, season three trailer, I had to go look for it because I didn't like I didn't see it because yeah, Catherine's weird. Um, and there was actually a video <laughs> that came up that was like someone analyzing the trailer for the third season, like frame by frame. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, it's like, so, you know you're gonna so, watch it, it right? Yeah. So yeah. It, so, <laughs> but it's like, I think that's also rooted in like the specific type of title. So, like Star Wars, for example, Mandalorian. Yeah. There's like a hardcore culture for that. So they're yeah. they're gonna go gung ho with it. So I think it's also specific to what the title is. Like, when there's more history and lore with it, people are going to, like, be way more enamored with it, which is kind of going to develop that hype and the content creation, like Adrian just mentioned, I think, too, that helps that company and that film. Which I guess makes sense, because, like, when you
0: think about the ones with, like, the largest trailer cycles, if that's what we want to call it, it's the large superhero titles, DC or Marvel, um, Star Wars. Like, those are really the ones that kind of have those long never-ending trailers are the ones that get played or i guess anything disney too yeah. um which i guess like is a realization for me so i guess like everybody is just like disney's content farm like they put out the thing because they yeah, know that you will exa- then yeah. oh
1: make 14 videos on it and 17 TikToks and
2: well they have the money right to like yeah. basically yeah. facilitate that, that thought yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: to buy Super Bowl ads.
0: Well, I'm sad now. <laughs> I know. I, it, was a, it was a realization where I was like, oh, God. Like, think of all the unpaid work YouTube reactors to trailers are doing to market these movies.
1: Yeah. It's, and the it's culture's smart. there, and it's not going anywhere. And that's the problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is never going to end. <laughs> it's never going to end. They're just going to get, they're going to show up at our house, and, you know, it's going to be like my villain origin story. <laughs>
0: Which I guess, like, so we're three fairly online people, or at least aware of, like, the content creation space, and a lot of, like, the more in-depth trailer culture pieces. Um, I did want to know, like, do you all have, like, anybody in your life who, like, loves movies, but has no idea what's happening in the world of trailers and stuff, and how do you kind of relate to them in those those pieces? Does anybody have a Catherine in their life that just doesn't watch the trailers? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think my wife is pretty much like that. I mean, she's not, you know, chronically online the way that I am, so she doesn't see the the trailer or um you know, she she knows like basically like you're her trailer, I think. I I think of how it works. She's like, "Oh, Kate likes this horror movie. It must be good." And then she goes to watch it, right? She doesn't watch the trailer for it. Um, and I think they just had, I think they, I think people like that and people like Catherine just live a better life than I do.
2: Yeah. Aww, <laughs> not even. Know,
1: Cause I don't know how to get <laughs> don't away from I not know what's going on in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so pure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'm my own Catherine in my own circle. Yeah. <laughs> so I rely on like my, my friends, like my partner to kind of like tell me what's going on. Like, Oh, Hey, this yeah. trailer came out. This movie came out. I'm like, Oh, cool. And then I just like, and then I just go to watch it. I don't like when I hear about it from my my friends and significant other about a new movie or new game trailer. Like I don't go and watch it immediately. I just kind of like wait. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of yeah. Because for me, it's like oh, no, that's I... how
1: it used to be, right? Like the the, yeah. the advertisement the was the the word <laughs> that was the word <laughs> the of back the world. world. Back back, yeah, in back, my in day. The, back in the olden <laughs> days, back in the map quest days. Oh, that uh, makes me so sad.
0: In the last century. <laughs>
1: People would talk decade. about it, and that's how. I mean, that's how. Like my my uncles who weren't on the internet, they would find out. Like yeah. I would come and I'd be like, "Hey," they, they would ask me, "Hey, was the new this good, or was the new this good, or was the new that good?" And I would tell them, "Yeah, no, yeah. maybe." Let's go watch it, and then we would go see it, and they'd never seen the trailer for anything.
0: Yeah, Instagram has ruined my mother. So my mom used to be protected from everything. Uh, she was a sweet baby bird who just oh. would ask me about movies. <laughs> then go watch them. And she loves the MCU because she went to go see Infinity War and that was her first movie and she was like, well, I guess I gotta watch everything else. Um, But now she's on Instagram and she just sees reels and reels. And now I'm getting to hear her shift of just going from the perspective, like, okay, well, somebody said this trailer was good, so I'm excited for this thing. Or like, Disney plus showed me a trailer of this thing before the show that she was watching or something like that. Where like it came on TV because she still watches cable. Um, Now because of reels and like the things that get memed, she's just like, "Mia, did you see this? Did you know that they're doing this? I didn't know that they changed so much. And I was like, no, go back. Like I want to <laughs> uninstall it from your phone. Like just just go back into observing media without other humans because like and i guess that's like my other question too is like knowing how my mom is and then hearing you talk about stefani and katherine talk about you know talk about yourself like is it easier to just not consume trailers than i think it is i guess like i don't know if that's like a weird question to ask but like is it just
2: easier to kind of detach or is it I think it's hard to detach because it's just how our culture is moving in terms of media and consumption of media and film and mm-hmm. all all things. In that, like, kind of bite-sized reels and TikToks and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think it's knowing that. I think we just have to look at it from like a um, identify our limits with it and consumption with it, mm-hmm. like balance. So if I see one trailer, do I need to see three more trailers? Probably, probably not, right? Yeah, because what are you gonna get from the other three that you didn't get from the first one? But that you already probably knew from the first one anyway, uh, because the next three are probably gonna spoil something for you. It that we can anticipate now that they're too informative, right?
0: Yeah, and I think that I think that's probably where my husband lands. He watches the first trailer first. He's very decisive on what he's gonna watch and what he won't watch. But for the stuff he wants to watch, he'll watch the first trailer, but then he will actively avoid everything else after it. Like, I have seen two men get up and walk out of a room when a trailer has played, and that is Adrian and my husband. (laughs) Yeah. Because Matt just walked into a hallway. You ran out of a movie theater. Yeah. Uh, Which I didn't believe was something you actually did until I saw it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm that dedicated, man. I I think Star Wars really burned me, man. Star Wars really, really burned me with Rogue One. Which
0: would, uh, yeah.
1: Really burned me with Rogue One. Keep our innocence. (laughs) Uh, I love Rogue One. I think it's a great movie. It's, you know, the best, one of the best, or not the best, best Star Wars movie that there is. But they lied. They lied, and there was so much in it that wasn't in it. I just think a lot of moments would have been better if they would have just, you know. So if I know that, so to, to your question, online I think it's easy to avoid, you know, watching a trailer. I think it's harder to avoid stills and people posting, you know, memes and things. I think that's hard. Cause that's still, you know, you know, kind of the trailer. Um, in real life, I think it's easy too. Because you know, with the trailer, you, when the Marvel music launches, you just walk out of the theater and go to the bathroom and <laughs> <or> go <laughs> refill that soda. It's very easy in real life. I think it's harder online to to avoid those. I think for you, impossible. 'Cause yeah. you're all over the internet and you, you know, Dude. run a website and, you know, have a Discord and have a big Twitter following and everything. So people that, are gonna that seems maddening for people
2: stuff. that work in this industry because it's like we have to always be on top of it too. And I think that's yeah. what's kind of probably burning us a little yeah. bit from it. Uh which yeah. which makes me worry because I'm like, am I gonna have to be that person now that like finds all the trailers and have a comment and opinion on it right now? And, like, dreading it. I'm like, oh, God. No. What's going no, on? No, now? no. We will <laughs> no, only
0: you'll, talk you'll about trailers fine. on this I, podcast. Yeah, yeah. you are here <laughs>
2: then
1: Because every every time I'm on here, they're like, did you watch that trailer? And I was like, no, but I like this property. Here's what I have to think about. it. Yeah. You know?
0: So this is, like, off topic but not off topic. I watch a lot of international film and a lot of international series. And I need Netflix to stop making the trailers that they're making because they're so they bad. don't trust. Huh? They're so bad. They're so bad. Like, one, they're just not good trailers. And two, it's like, I don't trust these silly Americans to watch anything. Let me put everything into this trailer and ruin ruin it all. It's like actual dialogues. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard because, like, I, at least from, like, for me, I make all the Netflix lists. So I always know what's going to pop up. Um, I make it all for all of our film writers. If you don't know the mad, the magic behind the screen is there's a spreadsheet and it has all the stuff coming up, and then people put their name by it. <laughs> that, that that's how we do it. Um, but to do that, half the time, like I need to find out by either reading things online where players where trailers just play in my face, or I have to go to the Netflix YouTube account and watch their like. Here are the things coming, and they did one for all of their Korean content. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I see stuff coming. And then I saw things that I was, I was like, this is for sure a spoiler. Why am I watching this? This isn't great. Um so that is also happening. <laughs> um, or if I watch like an international film at a at a festival, and then it gets released in the US, and then I watch the trailer that they cut for it, I'm like, that's that's not that film. <laughs> that that doesn't make you feel that way. Um, which I think it may be like its own set of problems because, like, obviously, those don't have like six trailers attached to them. But I don't think Universal would yeah, just was be wrong smarter in that they're crafting things. Yeah. But
1: yeah, we just got to be smarter so that the trailers get smarter and you know, you don't show me the whole movie in your forced trailer that happens after. Uh, what movie? What 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 Marvel movie did that where they forced me to watch a trailer? It was one
0: of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, was
1: it, was it Far From Home? I think Far From Home It, it was the to... thing
0: going in- Yeah, it, w- it was Far From Home yeah. because it had the it trailer- It me to
1: watch the WandaVision teaser. Yeah. Not WandaVision teaser, but like that, you know, the Mo- Multiverse of Madness teaser. Yes. So it, stop it. Stop, stop <laughs> playing the trailer after I watch something uh, on, on Netflix, please, because the trailers are bad and they should feel bad which is, I think, the title of the article that I wanted to to do uh, years ago about trailers. So I'm very happy that we well, had this conversation. Well, it's,
0: it's even more relevant now, Adrian. Yeah. Your time has yeah. come. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: List of 10 worst trailers <laughs> and why it needs to stop.
1: Yeah. Well, 10 trailers <laughs> that hurt me.
0: <laughs> that would actually be a really good article. Yeah, I think so, too. Right yeah. That's one. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we've, like, Answered everything. I mean, do you all have anything left to say on the topic? Thoughts that didn't get brought up? Ideas you want to contribute? Maybe some advice to the person at home being like, God, I am too online.
2: I mean, like, well, if you guys think that, do you think that with the way things are with trailers currently, do you guys see, anticipate, or hope that it wouldn't take a shift if a lot of people are going to be complaining about it, especially if there's cases of like these lawsuits happening with film? Do you guys see it going a different way, a better way at all? I,
0: I think if something legal happens where it's like you cannot lie in a trailer, I think we'll get that taken care of, but I still think we'll, and I think if that happens, we'll end up with more spoiling in trailers, um, which then affects every conversation after it or every review after that, because like a lot of the barometer for spoiler free is was it in the trailer? was it in the first 5 episodes of a thing. And if you're spoiling everything in a trailer, it's kind of like, okay, well, it was in the trailer and that's that's the that's the hand motion to I didn't spoil you. But if if Han shows up in the trailer and you didn't see the trailer, you and you find out that he's in the new movie, it's like, oh, that feels like a spoiler deep inside. So like I feel like it will stop one facet. I don't think it will stop everything. I think it will, I think it'll contribute to more spoilers. And with my realization that we are just (laughs) Disney's and other studios content farms, I don't think, I honestly don't think anything will stop. I mean, I've, I don't know. I, I love media. It's why I started the original podcast on the website. But, like, these last few years, man, burnt out on it. Like... I don't need 20 discourses before the actual thing comes out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think um, I don't think it changes mainly because of it, it. It's a thing that works and it's just minorly annoying to the rest of us. Like it doesn't ruin my day. You know, nothing bad is happening. So I think unless it's a thing where you have a lawsuit that's bigger than that, then maybe stuff will change if you just say, hey, you have to have your trailers this long. That's like me. There's no way they'll ever do that, you know? Um, I think my only ask, and I think how we could do better as a you know, movie-going society is that if you love trailers and you want to be chronically online and you want to go through every frame, please do. Do it. I, I don't care. Live your life. But just just tag your stuff. Tag your stuff so <laughs> people like me can mute. <laughs> And not see it on my social media, you know. That's that's all I ask. Don't don't post I, stuff without context.
0: Look, book. <laughs> I will never forgive what well, I won't forgive this person for a number of reasons, but I won't forgive her specifically for ruining Yodito for me. She posted Baby Yoda with no context. I had muted everything because I had a busy day at work. And I was like, I don't want to see anything about the Mandalorian. I've been looking forward to this forever. And then this still pops up on my timeline. And I was like, that's cute. And then it hit me. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's from the Mandalorian. And
1: mutes only work if you use the words. Yeah, just use the words. That's all I ask. That's all I ask.
0: Sacrifice your meme for others. like.
1: It's gonna be if, if if the meme is funny, it's gonna hit regardless, you know. Please, for me.
0: That was like a weird aside, but no, <laughs> it's it's relevant to like why our it.
1: culture is just like, hey, let's just post things after it happens, even if it's like uh, after the episode happens. Yes. Which is just yeah, it's just etiquette, etiquette stuff about which being is online. Funny
0: because I think I've, I I think that for most of the time I've kind of fallen where Catherine has on the spoiler realm, where I'm like, it's about the journey. Like I I'll be like annoyed with you if you are like, oh, so and so died. I'm like thanks. But like, if you can give me a good journey to get to it, I'm like, okay, that's good. But I feel like the more I'm having to just see everything constantly, the, the more guarded I am of not being spoiled and like, protecting people's innocence and not like, ex- exposing people to things. Yeah,
1: that's why spoiler tags work so question, well. And why, and why we don't get things spoiled in our Discord. Because... We, we just need disclaimers. Yeah. Exactly. Yes,
0: yes. How about you, Adrian? Any last questions, thoughts?
1: Um, no. That just that. Just tag your stuff, please. Um, be nice to to people who love trailers and people who don't love trailers, and don't force it in people's faces if they don't want to see it. It's <laughs> I think pretty straightforward. Also, <laughs> I you know Disney, stop making such content that makes me farm you, basically. <laughs>
0: um okay uh well so that is it for our trailer discussion which brings us to the third part of the show this is where we talk about what we have been watching playing doing and a place for us to you know plug some of our stuff if maybe we got a few reviews floating around uh adrian you're up first
1: Yeah, um, I mean, by by the time this comes out, Legends of Vox Machina will be out, and that'll be my jam that I'll be talking about probably for the next month or so. So um, review is out. We had a really great interview with the cast minus Laura Bailey on our YouTube, so definitely please go check it out. Bad Batch Season 2, I'm also reviewing. It's very, very good right now. If you loved Andor, they're doing a lot of the same themes kind of in an animated form, so definitely recommend checking that out.
0: Um, And I do want to ask, so in your Vox Machina review... You said that it was a perfect blend of fantasy and adult animation, and I want to ask why it's a really good adult animated series, because I know that that's been a hot topic.
1: Think about what would happen if a dragon who breathes acid breathed on somebody, and how often do we get like that actually depicted in our fantasy things? Never, because there's never really any rated R high fantasy stuff, and it just gives you everything that would really happen if Dungeons & Dragons was like a thing that was was real and i think it blends all the good stuff about high fantasy that you love the character journeys all that stuff but it does like those little things like if they throw acid on people and they just like die it's crazy i've just never seen dragons depicted in this way and there's a lot of stuff that has dragons in it like game of thrones would be eating their heart out if they saw what these dragons do in this show like that's like that's high fantasy that's like stuff i i can't picture in my head and you produce it for me in just the best ways possible
0: that's awesome. Catherine, what about you?
1: Um,
2: what's the question? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the acid you threw been... me off. I'm like, acid? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now she's just envisioning acid. I, acid,
2: <laughs> I want to know.
0: Um, no, so uh, this is a section of the show where we talk about what well, we've been watching, reading, playing um and if you had anything that you've written that you want to plug it can literally be anything um this is your space to oh hype God. up things i'm really bad hyping up. myself
2: up Wait, okay, um i am watching like most people probably are the last of us that just premiered on was it sunday which has been yeah. very great that's a good conversation to have um it's been very good so far <laughs> for people who have played the game and seen the live action version of it it's pretty good so far for, for the first episode um, game-wise, I haven't, well, I've been playing, like, uh, some indie games. I'm playing this, like, uh, indie game from 2021. It's a psychological horror called Maudon, I believe. And that's pretty good. Um, in terms of, like, writing spaces, I've only written two things here on the publication. <laughs> uh, one was a film, and then, which was God's Crooked Lines. And yes. then, uh, <laughs> I did an indie recently that was for, I don't remember, um. Children of Silent Town. Children of Silent Town. Children of Silent Town. Thanks, Kate. Yeah. Which I,
0: I well I the reason I say that is I picked it up after I edited your review. I was like, this seems entirely my stuff, so Awesome, yes. <laughs> See your influence is already working.
2: <laughs> I'm doing a power triangle, by the way.
0: <laughs> um for me, I am reviewing three episodic animes because I decided I was gonna review episodics this season which may may not have been a good idea um shout out to my anime crew that's been holding it down with episodics We're all of fall adrian you're included in that it's hard um but that is going to be buddy daddies which i think everybody should watch it is a way more violent spy x family um of uh, two daddies and their adopted little girl and when i say adopted i mean that an unfortunate accident may have happened to the father of that child and she comes into their care and they are both hitmen. Um, and then uh, I'm not gonna shout out Tokyo Revengers. That season's not off to a great start. Um, but there is the Fire Hunter, which comes out on Saturdays, and that is a that's from the writer of the original Ghost of the Shell anime and it's really good it's a fantasy slash science fiction if you like princess mononoke or the deer king like that's gonna be like your 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 thing this season um and then at the time of this recording the, sh- the movie is not out yet but it will be out on netflix when you all are listening to this you all should go watch uh, *Jung E*. It is a it's the new science fiction film from uh, *Yeon Sang-ho*. Uh, if the name sounds familiar to you, it's because he directed *Train to Busan*. Um, it is a really really cool. Uh, a mom who's a mercenary and really good at fighting gets transformed into an android to save the planet from a civil war, and her daughter is a roboticist. And I won't spoil anything out
1: of that. So, so, see, see yes. how easy that was? <laughs> <laughs> see how you didn't need a trailer? see how you just told me the cool exactly. stuff, and I'm in.
0: And that's on Netflix, which has some killer Korean content coming out, like they have.
1: Right? I like, it just
0: it's good. I feel like ba- it's ba- good, I, my my reading good go out long. there. It <laughs> ridiculously long. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Um so I'll take us out of here For the website, if you want to get involved in the conversation, join our Discord. discord Discord.gg slash B-U-T-W-H-Y-T-H-O. You can tell us that you disagree with us in real time or help us hype up things. We do that a lot here. Um, And you can follow us at pc and read all of our content on ButWhyThough.net. Adrian, where can the people out there find you?
1: Yeah, find me on Twitter at superuiz93 s u p e r r u i z ninety three. Anything that I'm doing is probably going to be in that pin tweet.
2: Catherine, uh, You can find me on Twitter as well uh, at Keiko Parsons underscore because they, I just have underscore. <laughs> and then sometimes I stream on <laughs> Twitch as well um, under Keiko Parsons, doing a lot of indie games on that.
0: Nope, and you can find me at Oh My myth, Randy, on Twitter and Instagram. And I remember, and when we ended a podcast, we'd be like, "And you can find me on Hive." That lasted long.